0: I would like to dedicate this book to Sonora. Magic Treehouse Number 10, Ghost Town at Sundown by Mary Pope Osborne. Chapter 1, How Wild? Jack and Annie were sitting on the porch of their house. Annie was gazing down the street at the Frog Creek Woods. Jack was reading a book. I have a feeling we should check the woods again, said Annie. Why, said Jack without looking up. A rabbit's hopping by said Annie. So we've seen rabbits before. Not like this one, said Annie. What do you mean? Jack stood up and looked with her. He saw a rabbit with very long legs hopping down their street. Soon the rabbit left the sidewalk and headed into the woods. He's a sign, said Annie. A sign of what, said Jack. That Morgan's back, said Annie. She jumped off the porch. Come on. But what about dinner, Jack said. Dad said it would be ready soon. Don't worry, said Annie. You know when we leave the treehouse, time stops. She ran across their yard. Jack pulled on his backpack. Back in 10 minutes, he called through the screen door. Then he followed Annie. They hurried down their street and into the Frog Creek woods. The sun was setting above the trees. There he is, said Annie. The rabbit was standing in a ray of sunlight. When he saw them, he took off. Jack and Annie followed the rabbit until he vanished behind the tallest tree. I told you. (laughs) See? said Annie, panting. She pointed up at the tree. Morgan Le Fay was waving to them from the magic treehouse high in the branches. Jack and Annie waved back to her. As always, Jack was very happy to see the enchantress librarian again. Come on up, she called. Annie and Jack started up the rope ladder. They climbed up to the treehouse. We followed a strange rabbit here, said Annie. Is he your friend? Perhaps, said Morgan. She smiled mysteriously, I have many odd friends, including us, said Annie. Morgan laughed. That's right. How are you, said Jack. I'm still having problems with Merlin, said the Enchantress, which leaves me little time to do my real work. But soon you both will become master librarians, and that will be a big help to me. Jack smiled. He was going to be a master librarian who traveled through time and space. It was almost too good to believe. Are you ready to solve another riddle, asked Morgan. Yes, said Jack and Annie together. Good, said Morgan. First, you'll need this for research. She pulled a book from her robe and handed it to Jack. It was the book that would help them on their journey. The title of the book was Days of the Wild West. On the cover was a picture of a western town on a prairie. Oh, wow, said Annie. The Wild West? Jack took a deep breath. Just how wild he wondered. Morgan reached into the folds of her robe again and pulled out a scroll. She handed it to Annie. "Read this when the treehouse lands," she said. "Is it the riddle?" asked Jack. "Yes," said Morgan. "Then you'll only have two more to solve." "Are you ready to go?" Jack and Annie nodded. Annie pointed to the picture on the cover of the Wild West book. "I wish we could go there," she said. The wind started to blow. "Goodbye," said Morgan. "'Good luck!' "'The treehouse started to spin. "'Jack squeezed his eyes shut. "'The treehouse spun faster and faster. "'Then everything was still. "'Absolutely still.' "'Jack opened his eyes. "'Morgan Le Fay was gone. "'A fly buzzed around his head. "'Chapter Two, Rattlesnake Flats. "'The air was hot and dry. "'Jack and Annie peeked outside. "'The treehouse had landed in a lone tree on a prairie.' The sun was low in the sky. Right in front of them was the town from the cover of the book. In real life, it looked empty and spooky. To one side of the town was a patch of ground with several tombstones. That's creepy, said Annie. Yeah, said Jack. He took a deep breath. What's our riddle say? Annie held up the ancient scroll. She unrolled it. Then she and Jack read together. Out of the blue, my lonely voice calls out to you. Who am I? Am I? Jack pushed his glasses into place and read the riddle again to himself. There must be a mistake, he said. Am I is written twice. Well, I don't hear any voices now, Annie said as she looked out the window. There were no human sounds at all, only the buzzing of flies and the whistling of the dry wind. Let's look at the book, Jack said. He opened the book. The pages were yellow with age. He found a picture of the town and read the words beneath it out loud. In the 1870s, Rattlesnake Flats was a rest stop for the stagecoach that carried passengers from Santa Fe, New Mexico to Fort Worth, Texas. When the creek dried up, everyone left. By 1880, it was a ghost town. Wow, a ghost town, said Annie, her eyes wide. Let's take a quick look around, said Jack, so we can leave before dark. Right, said Annie. Let's hurry. She started down the rope ladder. Jack put the old book into his pack, then he followed Annie down the ladder. They stood by the tree and looked about. Tumbleweeds blew across the dry ground. Suddenly, something jumped past them. "'Yikes!' they both said. But it was just a rabbit, a lone, long-legged rabbit hopping past them. "'Hey, he's just like that rabbit we saw at home,' said Jack. "'Yeah, that rabbit must have been a sign of things to come,' said Annie." The rabbit hopped across the prairie and out of sight. I'd better take notes, said Jack. He reached into his backpack and took out his notebook and pencil. He wrote, rabbits with long legs. What's that sound? asked Annie. What sound? asked Jack. That rattling sound, said Annie. Jack looked up. What? he said. There! Annie pointed to a rattlesnake. It was about a hundred feet away. It was coiled up and rattling. Jack took one look at the snake and ran. Annie ran, too. They ran past the graveyard and right into the ghost town. I guess that's why they call this town Rattlesnake Flats, said Annie when they stopped. Jack looked around. The town was hardly big enough to call a town. There was one unpaved street and a few old buildings. It was quiet. Too quiet. Look, a store, said Annie. She pointed to a building. The faded sign said, General Store. Let's look inside. Maybe the answer to the riddle is in there. Jack and Annie stepped onto the porch. The wooden boards creaked loudly. The door had fallen off its hinges. They peeked inside. The air was thick with dust. Spider webs hung from the ceiling. Maybe we shouldn't go in, said Jack. But what if the answer's here, said Annie? Let's just take a quick look. Jack took a deep breath. Okay. He and Annie tiptoed into the store. Look, said Annie. She picked up a pair of rusty spears. Careful, said Jack. He poked at other stuff in the store. An old feed sack, a rusted tin cup, a faded calendar dated 1878. Oh, wow, said Annie. She held up two cowboy hats. She put one on and handed the other one to Jack. For you. It's too dusty, said Jack. Just blow on it, said Annie. Jack blew on his hat. A cloud of dust rose up. Jack sneezed. Just try it on, said Annie. Jack put the hat on. It nearly covered his eyes. Boots, said Annie. She pointed to a row of cowboy boots on a shelf. There are even some small ones, like our sizes. Here's a pair for you, she handed the boots to Jack. They're not ours, he said. I know, but just try them on, said Annie. Jack turned his boots upside down and shook them as hard as he could. What are you doing, Annie asked, pulling on another pair of boots. "'checking for scorpions,' Jack said. "'Jack!' Annie laughed. "'Try them on!' Jack sighed. He pulled off his sneakers. He pushed his feet into the boots. He pushed and pushed. The boots were really stiff. Finally, he got his feet inside. Then he tried to walk. "'Ow!' he said. "'Forget it!' He started to pull off the boots. "'What's that?' Annie said. Jack froze. "'Piano music,' said Annie.' Maybe it's the voice in the riddle. Come on. Jack threw his sneakers into his backpack and hobbled after Annie. Chapter three, player piano. Outside, the sad tune played on. It's coming from there, said Annie. She crept toward a building that had a sign with the word hotel on it. Jack limped after her. Annie slowly pushed open a swinging door. They peeked inside. The fading daylight lit a piano in the corner of the room. The keys were moving up and down, but no one was there. Yikes, whispered Annie, a ghost playing the piano. Suddenly, the keys were still. The air got very cold. No, no way, said Jack. There's no such thing as a ghost. We saw one in ancient Egypt, said Annie. Yeah, but that was ancient Egypt, said Jack. Even so, his heart raced. I'll look it up. Jack pulled out the Wild West book he found a picture of a piano. He read aloud. Player pianos were popular in the Old West. The piano played automatically when someone pumped its floor pedals. Later, with the help of electricity, the piano played all by itself. Whew! Jack closed the book. I knew there was an answer, he said. It must be electric, and somehow it came on. I didn't know they had electricity in the Wild West, said Annie. They didn't, said Jack. He looked at Annie. "'Oh, man, let's get out of here,' he said. Jack and Annie backed out of the hotel. When they got outside, they heard another sound, horse hooves thumping against the hard ground. A cloud of dust seemed to be moving toward the town. As it got closer, Jack saw three riders. They were herding a small band of horses. "'Hide,' Jack said. "'Where?' said Annie. Jack looked around wildly. He saw two barrels outside the hotel. "'There,' he said." Jack and Annie Annie hurried to the empty barrels. Jack climbed inside one and tried to scrunch down. His hat wouldn't fit. He jumped out of the barrel and threw his hat into the hotel. Mine too, said Annie. Jack grabbed hers and threw it. Then he scrambled back into the barrel just in time. Jack heard the horses thunder in the town. He peeked through a crack in the barrel and saw a blur of cowboys and horses go by. Whoa, 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 men shouted. Jack heard the horses come to a halt. They stamped and snorted. All he could see were shadows through the crack. Dust covered Jack. He had to sneeze. He pinched his nose. The creek bed must have dried up, a cowboy yelled. This town's a ghost. Yup, it gives me the shivers, said another. Let's camp over the rise. Jack really had to sneeze now. He pinched his nose tighter, but he couldn't stop to sneeze. He let out a choke. Achoo! What was that? Someone said. Just then, a loud whinny split the air. Jack saw a beautiful horse rear up. She had no rider or saddle, just a rope around her neck. She was as red as the sunset. She had a wild black mane and a white star above her eyes. "'We can't keep fighting this one, boss,' a cowboy yelled. Yep, she wants her colt,' another said. "'We shouldn't have left him behind.' "'He was too slow,' a growly voice said. "'We'll sell her when we cross the border.' "'That's terrible,' thought Jack.' He knew Annie must be upset, too. He just hoped that she wouldn't jump out of her barrel. But the cowboys pulled the red horse away. The ground rang from the pounding of hooves as they galloped off. Jack and Annie stood up. They watched the riders disappear into the dust. The pounding faded away. All was quiet again, except for the lazy, lazy buzzing of flies. They were mean to that horse, Annie said in a low, angry voice. "'I know, but there was nothing we could do,' said Jack. "'His boots were killing him.' "'He climbed out of his barrel. "'Man, I have to get these off,' he said. "'Jack sat down on the porch of the hotel. "'He grabbed the foot of one boot and pulled. "'Jack,' said Annie, "'I think there is something we can do.' "'What?' Jack looked up. "'A small ho- small horse was running down the road. "'He was as red as the wild mother horse. "'He had the same black mane and white star above his eyes.' A rope was around his neck. He looked very lost. Chapter 4 Hands Up. It's the Colt, said Annie. He's looking for his mother. She ran toward the wild eyed little horse. Wait, called Jack. Oh, brother. He pulled the book out of his pack. He found a chapter titled Horses of the Wild West. He started reading. At the end of the 1800s, over a million wild horses, called mustangs, wandered the West. These tough, fast horses were descendants of runaway Spanish horses. Mustang herders captured them and sold them to ranchers. Breaking a wild Mustang took great skill. Jack turned the page. There was a picture of a herd of horses. Two of them even looked like the beautiful mare and her colt. "'Hey, Annie,' Jack called. "'You should see this picture.' Annie didn't answer. Jack looked up. Annie was trying to get close to the young Mustang, but he kept darting away. "'Watch it. He's wild!' Said Jack. Annie was speaking softly to the colt. She slowly reached out and grabbed the end of his rope. Still talking to him, she led him to a broad wooden post. Stop! Don't do anything! Said Jack. He flipped the pages of his book. He found a section called How to Treat a Horse. The basic rules on how to treat a horse are simple a soft hand, a firm voice, a sunny attitude, praise, and reward. I've got the rules! shouted Jack, don't do anything before I write them down. Jack pulled out his notebook and pencil. He wrote horse rules. One, soft hand. Two, firm voice. Three, sunny attitude. Four, praise. Five, reward. Okay, listen. Jack looked up, but Annie was already sitting on the colt's back. Jack froze. He held his breath. The Mustang whinnied and pawed the ground. He snorted and tossed his head. Annie kept patting his back and talking softly. Finally, the young horse grew still. Annie smiled at Jack. I named him Sunset, she said. Jack let out his breath. Let's go, said Annie. We have to take him to his mom. Are you nuts, said Jack. We have to solve our riddle. It'll be dark soon. And those guys were real bad guys, I could tell. We don't have any choice, said Annie. Oh, brother. Jack knew she wouldn't change her mind. Let's see what the book says. He read more about Mustangs. Wild Mustangs live together in families. The bond between a mare and her young is very strong. His sounds of distress or hunger will always bring her to him. A Mustang cannot bear to wander alone. Jack groaned. He looked at Sunset. The young Mustang did have a sad look in his eyes. Okay, we'll make a plan, he said. But first, I have to get out of these boots. Jack grabbed one of his boots and bowled. "'Hurry!' said Annie. "'I can't even think in these things,' said Jack. He huffed and puffed and pulled. Then a deep voice stopped him cold. "'Hands up, or I'll shoot!' Jack let go of his boot. He raised his hands in the air. So did Annie. A cowboy rode out of an alley. His face was bony and tanned. He was riding a gray horse and pointing a six-shooter. "'I reckon you're the smallest horse thieves "'I've ever come across!' he said. Chapter five, Slim. We're not horse thieves, said Annie. Well then, what are you doing with my horse here, he said. Some bad guys came through town with his mother, said Annie. They left him behind because he was too slow. Yep, must be the rustlers that stole my last five Mustangs, the cowboy said. Who are you, said Jack. I'm a Mustang herder, the cowboy said. "'They rode through town. "'Then Sunset showed up all alone,' said Annie. "'We're taking him to his mother.' "'Sunset?' the cowboy said. "'Yep,' Annie smiled. "'I named him.' "'The cowboy put away a six-shooter. "'Well, you're pretty brave to try and rescue him, Smiley,' he said. "'Thanks,' said Annie. Jack cleared his throat. "'A Mustang needs his family,' he said. "'The bond between a mare and her young is very strong.' "'The cowboy looked at Jack. "'Whoa, you're pretty smart to know that, Shorty.' "'Shorty?' said Jack. Every cowpoke's got to have a nickname, said the cowboy. What's yours, said Annie. Slim, said the cowboy. My name is Slim Cooley, and this is Dusty, he patted his horse. That fits, said Annie. Jack agreed. Slim was Slim, and Dusty was Dusty. So tell me, Slim said, how did you two brave, smart young'uns end up in Rattlesnake Flats? Jack caught his breath. He didn't know how to explain it. Um, the stagecoach, said Annie. We begged the driver to let us off, but I think we made a mistake. Slim looked around. I'll say, he said. When the next stage comes through, we're leaving, said Annie. I see, said Slim. Well, I'm going to take my colt now and find those rustlers." You didn't hear where they were headed, did you? They said they were going to camp over the rise, said Jack. Hmm, must be over yonder, said Slim. He looked at a low rise in the distance. The sun was a red ball above it. "'Better get going before dark,' he said. "'Can we go with you?' said Annie. "'No, we have to stay here,' Jack said quickly. Now that Slim could help Sunset, Jack wanted to look for the answer to the riddle. Plus, he still wanted to take off his boots. "'Shorty's right to be scared,' Slim said to Annie. "'This is no job for young'uns.' "'Scared?' said Jack. "'Oh, please, I want to go,' said Annie. Slim looked at Jack. "'And what do you want, Shorty?' For starters, he wanted Slim to stop calling him Shorty, and he wanted Slim to think he was brave. "'Sure, I want to go,' said Jack. "'What about your stagecoach?' asked Slim. "'It's not coming until tomorrow,' Annie said quickly. "'Well,' Slim scratched his chin. "'I reckon I could use some brave, smart help, "'but you have to do everything I say.' "'We will,' said Annie. "'Can I ride Sunset?' "'I wouldn't say yes to many kids,' Smiley.' But you seem to have a knack with horses, said Slim. Now, hang on tight to his mane. I'll just pull him along behind me. Slim slipped the rope off the post. Then he held his hand out to Jack. Put your foot in the stirrup, shorty, and grab my hand, said Slim. Jack did as Slim said. Slim pulled him onto the front of his saddle. Jack held on to the saddle horn. Sit tight, said Slim. It's not far. Slim snapped his reins. Dusty took off with Sunset right behind him jack bounced up and down his boots hurt the sunlight blinded him giddy up said slam giddy up said annie the horses galloped across the prairie dust flying from their hooves jack sneezed as he bounced along into the setting sun